Before we get into this episode, if you enjoy the Cricket Mentoring Podcast, I'd love it if you could please take 60 seconds to leave a review, as it helps us get heard by more people. Welcome to all of our Cricket Mentoring fans here in the community, and here today, Andrew Walton, my name, Tom Scolle, on the other side of the camera. And um, before I throw to Tom, so the purpose of it here is that Tom is going to do his analysis on England dominating India in Adelaide during the ICC T20 World Cup final last night. Tom, good afternoon. Hello, Waldo. Great to be back chatting. Well, what a remarkable game. And um, it's set up beautifully ahead where when we discuss the England-Pakistan matchup coming wide range of players you've been involved with. But, Tom, let's just look at the, the, the match last night. And first question around the India. The toss, Butler decided to send India in. He was happy. Rohit Sharma said India would have batted first. He was happy. Right. Where did India fail to set up achieving a better score, Tom? Yeah, well, look, full credit to England. They were absolutely phenomenal. And and I'm I think... There was a part of me probably wanting an India-Pakistan final just for the spectacle that that would have been. But England were by far the better team. And I think I've just um, – I watched a fair bit of the game last night. I haven't watched much of this World Cup. That It's been on at an awkward time for me with coaching and, and my family stuff. But I watched a fair bit last night. I was really intrigued with the, the match. And I think the first six overs, the power play with both teams was where it was won and lost. If um, I've just gone through this morning and done a bit of an analysis, having watched it live, I went through and, and my sort of theory or, and you don't have to be a sort of a, a deep analysis uh, um, to understand it, but yeah, India were one for 38 after their power play. England were none for 63. And then, then the momentum was just um, really deeply with, India, uh, with England when they were batting. Um, so what I've done, Waldo, is I've gone through, watched every ball. I've noted down every single ball in both first six overs for the innings. And I've noted down, how many attacking shots were played and how many sort of non-attacking shots were played. And, and for context, if the ball's bowled on the stumps and, and so Wokes bowled a ball to Sharma, he just clips it. I've sort of classed that as a non-attacking shot. If there's a bit of width and they go after it, that's an attacking shot. And that's very subjective. But something that stands out is uh, India played 14 attacking shots versus England's 19 attacking shots in the first 36 balls. The non-attacking shots for England were for India were 22, and the, the non-attacking shots for England were 17. Now, in the first six overs, India faced 17 dots, England faced 13 dots. But the big difference, probably on top of that, is uh, India only hit five boundaries in the first six overs. England hit 10, and of those 10, they hit three sixes. So. None for 63, and, and it started right up front. Joss Butler gets 13 runs off the first over um, compared to India. Kale Rahul, they got off to a good start. They were none for five off two balls. Then there were three dots to finish out the first over. Kale Rahul gets out fourth ball of the second over. Kohli comes in. There's a dot. Then there's a single. They're one for 10 off two overs. England are none for 21 off two overs. And I don't. I, I think in the, in the press conference afterwards, Rohit Sharma sort of put the blame on the bowlers and said we didn't get it right with the ball. But I think that, and I'm a huge Rohit and huge Virat fan, but I think that they have to take some responsibility. If you look at, I've got the sort of the four batters, Rohit, Virat, um, Joss Butler and Alex Hales. And after four overs, after four overs, Rohit was five off 10 balls. Coley was 10 off nine balls and the scores one for 21. 
And I don't think they really took the game on. Coley played one big shot off Wokes that went for six over cover. And then the rest of the over went one, one dot wide, one dot. There was no sort of big shots post that one shot. Whereas after four overs, England were none for 41. Butler was 24 off 14 balls and Hales was 15 off 10. So 10 balls Hales, 15, 10 balls Sharma, five. So I feel like there, there wasn't enough intent from the Indian batters. And they, Virat did that well early in the tournament. He's been the tournament's leading run scorer. He spoke about how he likes to back end his innings and he anchors. But I feel like you need someone, one of the two needs to be going after them. And then that first four overs, India didn't really have either of them going after them. Uh, Sharma picked up the pace in the fifth over. He hit Curran for back-to-back fours. But the damage was almost done. None for 41 versus one for 21. It's a 20-run difference. What, what do you feel? One of the obvious things watching it um, live on screen was that there, there was a vast difference in the quality of striking, the contact of the ball between Sharma and Cole. And Sharma hasn't, Sharma hasn't had a great tournament so far. Yet Butler and Hales, they were clearing everything by, by, by so far. Yet they didn't look as though they were overhitting the ball or trying to monster the ball. They, their, their bat swing was so, so enjoyable to watch. Yet Sharma seemed to be in a real battle with his bat in trying to find the right contact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I want to make it clear as well that the first over that went for 13, Butler hit three balls all on the ground. Mm-hmm. He wasn't slogging. He, he was, and he played and missed. The ball was swinging. And he'd got out five times to uh, Boovy Kumar. So he's he's wary of his of his in-swinger. But he hit three nice cricket shots and found the gap. A couple of times, um, uh, SKY was trying to sort of dive and just got beaten to the boundary. Other days, that goes to the fielder. Then... The first ball Butler faces off Arsh deep is a slice mm-hmm. down to third man, and they had a deep point, not a third man, and goes for four. They didn't really play a big shot in those first two overs, but then Hales gives himself a bit of room, hits Booby Kumar for six over mid-off or down the ground in the third over. So I think that they just played. It all starts for me in the mind. It all starts mm-hmm. with their mindset, and I think Coley and Sharma played very sort of safe in those first four overs. They were giving themselves a time. Coley played the one big shot over cover that he hit for six. But other than that, they were trying to drop and run. They were hitting fielders, whereas the English guys were like playing a bit sort of with more intent, more aggression. They were playing bold and brave cricket. And mm. Owen Morgan kept talking on commentary about how deep the English batting lineup was. And Joss Butler said afterwards that Adil Rashid was batting 11 and he can bat. So they had that sort of trust in their teammates and and that they were just playing fearless. Whereas I feel like the Indians, big final, they didn't want to lose. Sharma's the captain. Coley's the big player. They wanted to take responsibility, but that wanting to take responsibility just constricted them a bit and they didn't go after it enough. So in that, during that middle phase of the Indian innings, um, and it seemed to me that it, England, India were always about sort of 12 to 15 runs behind where they needed to be to set things up. Yet how England used their bowling structure to advantage there, particularly uh, Deal Rashid there through the middle overs, Tom, what did you pick up on that, please? Yeah, look, there was a lot of talk about England not wanting to bowl Rashid to Rishabh Pant. Um, that's what the commentators kept saying because Rishabh has got a good record against him and, and plays leg spin very well. So... They brought Rashid on in the sixth over and they said this is only the third over he's bowled in the power play this tournament. Now, full credit must go to Rashid. I don't have the exact figures, but from memory, I think he finished with one for 18 or one for 19. 
And he got swept for four first ball by Sharma. It was one of the few aggressive shots and one of the five boundaries India hit in their first six overs in the power play. But Rashid came back and they were then talking about how India's spinners were going to play a big part in the second innings, in, in England's batting innings. But Butler and Hales never let them settle. From um, Axar's first ball went for four, um, which I can't remember exactly what it was, but second ball of Axar's second over, Hales picks up a good length ball, a foolish ball, hits it behind square leg for six. But um, Axar bowled two short, last ball of his second spell, six, the last ball of the power play, Butler rocks back and crashes it for six. Whereas I feel like Rashid, who's played a bit for the Adelaide Strikers, he knows Adelaide Oval. I yeah. feel like he got his pace and his length right. Like Coley and Sharma were trying to get him. They were trying in that sixth over of the power play, knowing they were behind the rate. They were trying to get him and they just couldn't because he was bowling into the wickets, sliders and skidders that they couldn't really get the right length and get under. So full credit must go to England and Butler and their planning around when they used Rashid, but also to Rashid to execute under pressure to two yeah. big players, to bowling to Coley and, and Sharma, um, whereas the Indian spinners, and I think um, Ravi Ashwin didn't really come, and he bowled his second over in the 12th over. So the game was almost gone by then, gone. whereas Axar, Axar had bowled two in the first six, and I don't think he got it quite right. Well, he, he didn't, and that was surprising when, just to go back, I, I agree with you in that Rohit and Virat seemed to want to take on that controlling aspect with the bat. Why they left Ravi Ashwin until the twelfth over was a bit of a a bit of a mystery. The other point you raised there, when it gets down to the point end of a tournament and in the T Twenty format, one thing which stood out for me last night was that um, Hales, Rashid Khan, and Curran have all played a considerable volume of cricket in BBL. Yep, and they're familiar with the Adelaide and, and, and environment and. You know, sometimes when you're looking at that little, what's that extra 1%, what can that do for you when it comes down to the pointy end? I think it sort of played in England's favour last night. Um, well, Hales, certainly. He's got an amazing record in Adelaide. He's played for the Strikers. He obviously has played for a few franchises in the Big Bash. He, yeah, he's at the Thunder now, but Thunder. he's played for the Strikers in the past. Yeah. Um, so he 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 loves batting in Australia, and he he's it, it's comfortable for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really, really comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he goes to that ground with good memories, good feelings. And and um and but on the flip side, I saw an article on Cricket Australia this morning, which I haven't read, but it says Adelaide Payne driving um driving English, and, and I think that's around Joss Butler because he had a bad Test match there a few couple of years ago. So, like he would have gone there with something to prove and and some pain to sort of correct, whereas Hales goes there with all this freedom and and sort of knowing it's well same as same as Rashid. So. Those English boys playing in the Big Bash is a huge, huge advantage, I reckon. Huge advantage to them. And also, in, and in, in not only just themselves playing, yet being in the Big Bash environment and learning from the others around them and being able to take that knowledge into the team structure through through the tournament. And it's interesting so, on that, Walter, that after the sort of Rohit Sharma's press conference afterwards, he spoke about India not really coping under pressure. And he was putting the onus on the bowlers. And I think he was probably talking mm-hmm. about Kumar and um, Aksar um, and maybe Shami. But... Like that, they the Indians play under pressure every time they play. Every time they play, the whole nation's watching. The IPL is the biggest tournament in the world, so it's an amazing thing for him to say that. Yeah, although we need to sort of probably be conscious of the fact that um, in the Indian team, I'm fairly certain that none of them have played T20 cricket in Australia ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So you know, when you talk about um, the the ability to handle and adapt to conditions, if I understand the Indians have played at these grounds. They've played cricket, yet they've not played a T20 competitive game 
Oh, sorry, that's wrong. Sorry, some of the international stuff, but but minimal, minimal compared yeah, to yeah. the Cole, volume. Yeah, Coley and a few yeah. of them have, but not yeah, not much, not much compared to the others. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, let's just then go on the England innings, please, Tom. So the, the the intent and the planning that England sort of applied to the chase, because just in the background, they've had is there has been a bit of a change with you know, Owen Owen's shifted away from his leadership role. Uh, Matthew Mott has come into managing the back room. Um, so England have gone from this one coach of everything to now coaches in different. So there's been a whole lot of change going around in the background. Yet the core group of players. So the, the core group of players under Owen in this recent era have been Butler, Hales. No, not uh, Hales. Hales sorry, didn't play Hales. under Hales didn't play under Morgan at all. Morgan and Hales yeah. didn't get on. Um, Leave that. Um, yep. <laughs> leave that. Uh, who else in the team? Stokes. Stokes, Butler, Stokes, Johnny Bairstow, who's not yeah, in the team course, because of his of injury. He was a Fair. big sort of mainstay. Um, Fair player. And then, and then I think the sort of the Liam Livingston's had a pretty consistent position for the last few years. Mo and Ali's been there. All, yeah. has been there all along. So they've had Wokes. a fair bit of consistency. Yep, they've lost lost their captain. They've changed their coach in both formats in recent times, but they've still got a core nucleus of of like very experienced. And Stokes is the test captain. Um, yeah, they've got some exceptional players who are really experienced. Because recently you've written in the community about Josh Butler's leadership and his calmness and how he brings this. And he he, he looks like he's just, oh, he just looks incredibly comfortable in in the situation. Totally, no matter whether it be the toss, the cap, captain, the gloves, the batting. He's just had. What what can you sort of share with us about the yeah, just the intent and planning that would have said okay. 168, it's not, not an overwhelming score, but how do we go about doing this? Well, I think that England like to play bold, aggressive cricket, regardless of their batting first, second, what they're chasing. And it, it showed when they got ahead of the runs, I think they needed about 25 off 25, and they still went after it. They wanted to win as quick, or maybe it was more, earlier than that, it was 35 off 35, and they won with four four overs to spare, 24 balls to spare. So they their intent, and it starts from when Owen Morgan, it goes right back to when Owen Morgan took over the captaincy, he wanted England to be fearless and go after them. And he, they weren't scared of getting bowled out for 50 or 80 playing their shots. They just didn't want to play boring, dull, safe cricket. They wanted to be bold and brave. And and Butler's just carried that on. Butler's probably like they – and that's a saying I think said last night that Butler's England's best ever white ball batter. Um, and he's one of the best white ball batters in the world for the last four or five years. And he dominated the IPL this year. He is an exceptional short format player. And when you've got him leading the way and, and in his podcast uh, that we shared in the community, he spoke about how Owen would lead the way that if a player got out, sort of Owen would run down and try and get his second ball for six. And that was him showing everyone, like, this is how I want us to play. I'm not just saying it, but I'm doing it. And that was a great example. So now I think from there, England have gone out and they, they, they're such highly skilled players. They're such highly trained athletes that they they can execute it and they they make good decisions even under pressure they they're very focused they're not feeling that pressure because they're very focused on the job at hand they can execute what they practice well, Josh Butler's performance in last year's IPL was extraordinary in its quality and consistency so if it was going to be an opponent um that he was going to relish being involved with in a big game it probably would have been India and then you throw in the mix if you knew that match was going to be in Adelaide um you would have been, he would have slept very soundly the night before the game, I would have thought, Tom. Yeah, you would think so. Well, thank you for that analysis of the semi-final, Tom, and and, and appreciate uh, your time and, and, and effort looking into that. And we hopefully will have something forward for the final. So um, 
just a reminder to those who are watching us that the cricket mentoring community is where our growing audience is coming into hearing and taking part in the conversation with with things like this so uh thank you from me andrew walton tom to you to close yeah, I think the one thing I probably haven't said is that England, like I think England had two slices of luck um, in their innings as well, which when you're playing bold, aggressive cricket, things seem to go your way. You have those yep. things. I, I like the saying that fortune favours the brave. And Alex Hales went for a big slash, went through slip. Um, but all in all, England too good. And I think it started with their mindset. So, look, appreciate your sort of facilitating this, Waldo, and me sharing a few thoughts for those that might be listening on a podcast or those that are watching in the community. If you're listening on the podcast, then we'd love you to head over to cricketmentoring.com forward slash community and join us over in the Cricket Mentoring community where myself and Waldo and Reedy, our senior mentors, are helping people all over the world develop in all six pillars of success. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hope you got some value from this. Um, and, yeah, go out and get it done, legend. <laughs>